This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Wednesday the 28th of June. In your Squiz today, developments in the William Tyrrell case, a crime boss killed in Bondi, Biden speaks on the Russian turmoil, and Aussies need to eat more veggies. This is your Squiz today. We heard a report on Nine News last night that New South Wales police detectives have recommended charges against the foster mum of William Tyrrell, the boy who disappeared in 2014. Yeah, so Alex, according to Nine, detectives have recommended charges of perverting the course of justice and interfering with a corpse. The main accusation is that the foster mother covered up William's accidental death and disposed of his body. And the name of the foster mother hasn't been published, but we do know that she's always denied any involvement in William's death. Mm. And let's back it up a bit, Alice. If the name William Tyrrell isn't familiar, you might remember photos on the news of a three-year-old boy in a Spider-Man suit. William was in that Spider-Man suit while visiting his foster grandmother's home at Kendall on the New South Wales Mid-North Coast. The story we have from the foster mother is that she briefly left William and his five-year-old sister outside while she went into the house and Mm. that was the last she saw of him. William's body has never been found and that's despite one of the biggest investigations ever launched by New South Wales police that's involved hundreds of people of interest. The case was turned over to a new team of detectives in 2020 who a year later conducted a fresh search of the property where William disappeared, but nothing was found in that search. Now, there have been many twists and turns in this case, as well as some pretty significant police missteps. So... For this development, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Mm. For now, the detectives' recommendations are with the New South Wales Director of Public Prosecutions, who will decide if charges are going to be laid. Bondi Junction in Sydney had a shock yesterday, Alice, after a crime boss was murdered there at 8am in the morning. Now, New South Wales police are concerned about reprisal killings. The man killed Alex was Alan Moradian. He's also known amongst organised criminals as Fathead. He'd previously spent time in prison for his role in the Golden Gun Syndicate, which is a group of men who imported and sold around 300 kilos of cocaine in Mm. 2005 and 2006. And... As with a lot of these crime figures, Moradian had some colourful details about his life. One of them was that he paid for a million-dollar Versace-themed renovation of his house with cash. Hmm. Police suspect that two men were responsible for Tuesday's killing, and in the hours afterwards, they found two burned-out vehicles, including a Porsche. Police say they are taking measures to reduce the risk of a reprisal killing. Now, since August 2020, there have been 20 killings in Sydney linked to gangland criminals, although police say these targeted killings pose little risk to the general public. 
We've been following all week the developments in Russia, along with everybody else in the world. But one major development yesterday, Alice, was a statement from the US President Joe Biden on the uprising. Yep. His main message was that the US and the West had nothing to do with Wagner's uprising in Russia. Mm. With that, he's trying to head off Vladimir Putin's ability to label it a foreign plot rather than a genuine spontaneous uprising from within Russian society. Mm. And Alex... Biden also said it's too early to reach a definitive conclusion about where all of this is going and that they're still assessing the implications for Russia and for the war in Ukraine. And just on that war, a major question following the weekend is what would happen to the Wagner troops who joined in that rebellion? The Kremlin's given those troops three options, sign a contract with the Russian military, return to their families, or follow in the footsteps of their leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, who's been banished to Belarus. And if you want more on the Russian story, then yesterday Claire and I made a shortcut, a Squish Shortcuts episode on that man, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the mercenary group. You can find it in the Squish Shortcuts feed. We have talked about AUKUS a lot on this podcast. That's the military pact between Australia, the UK and the US, which is where the name AUKUS comes from. But the pact might not be named AUKUS for much longer. Yeah, that's because there's reports that other countries could be included in a second phase of the security pact, Alex. (laughs) Yesterday, the White House's Indo-Pacific coordinator, Kurt Campbell, said there's huge potential for other nations to contribute practical military advancements. He mentioned things like cybersecurity and hypersonic technology, which is basically super-fast missiles. Nobody has officially named the countries that are being considered for the pact, but we do know that Canada and New Zealand have previously expressed interest in joining AUKUS. Alice, we are not eating enough of our vegetables. A new report by the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare found that only 13% of women and 4% of men are getting their recommended five serves a day. Yeah, we need to get more fruit and veg in. But that's not all that was in the report. Life expectancy is rising. Women are living 85.4 years on average, and the average man will reach 81.3 years. The main cause of death for all Aussies aged 15 to 44 years old is suicide, according to the report, and heart disease is the main killer of men aged 45 to 74 years old, and for women aged 46 to 64 years old, it's breast cancer. One good piece of news is that exercise is getting more popular. Exercise rates among women grew 40%, so now we see 59% of all women exercising. The number of men exercising grew by 15% to 65% of all men. If you have heard of Wrexham FC, it is almost certainly because the actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney (laughs) bought the club and made a documentary series about buying this football club and running it. Now the pair have invested in a Formula One team. Yeah, they've diversified, Alex. (laughs) They joined other investors in buying part of the Alpine racing team. The group's 24% stake costs them around £200 million, Mm. which is about $380 million Aussie dollars. Good to diversify, but is this going to be a thing, Ryan Reynolds just buying sporting teams? Because if he wants to sponsor my friend's lawn bowls club, I can get him a connection. (laughs) 
Squiz the day, Alice. What can we expect in the news today? Uh, we're expecting a verdict in the trial of Chris Dawson. That's over carnal knowledge of a minor. He's, of course, the former school teacher who was made famous by the Teacher's Pet podcast, and he was convicted last year of the historical murder of his wife, Lynette. That is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.